This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight, your Nobia source for thriving with diabetes. If you don't know me, I'm Taylor Danielle. I am your host for today. I'm your host every time. So if you're new here, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back. Glad to have you guys here. Today is going to be, I think, an interesting subject that I've seen kind of pop up in our community. And I am you know, really interested in deep diving into this because as you guys know, I'm really keen on mental health, spiritual health, as well as our physical health. And so dealing with things that our mind battles when it comes to this condition can really make a difference in how you treat yourself and how you take care of yourself, especially how you take care of your diabetes. So I really want to talk about four beliefs that tend to hold you back as a diabetic. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because the problem is that negative thoughts have an impact. They affect how you treat yourself. They affect how on top of your medication regimen or insulin regimen that you're on, they have effect on how you interact with people, your doctors or medical team or your friends and family who are involved in your diabetes care, all, all those kind of things. So if you have kind of these negative thoughts or belief systems uh, going on within yourself, it really can have a huge effect on your journey in general. So the thing that I, I think we should all think about is what is it that works best for you and how can you adjust those moments where you're just so in your head about everything and try to turn it into, I don't even want to say like it has to be just positive, but just neutralizing at least the negative thought. So that way you can move forward and not to be stuck in this kind of rough cycle of thinking so uh, negatively about what you're experiencing with your diabetes. And I think what this can help do is just really give you some tools to combat some of these beliefs. And these are pretty common ones too. I've got my notes here. And I feel like it is important to remember how much mindset matters because what you think is kind of what you do and on how you action things, even if you don't say them. A lot of people think that, well, because I didn't express that thought, it doesn't have an impact. And that's honestly not true because what you continue to repeat in your mind, you start to produce an action. And so that's why you see a lot of the mindset stuff creep up everywhere because there's there's some validity to it. If you put your mind to something, you can make things happen. It's it's something that's very true, in my opinion. If you uh, think so differently, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know. But I do feel like how we carry ourselves in our head reflects how we carry ourselves outward as well and how we treat ourselves. So with that being said, let's dive into these beliefs and see what we can do to kind of change them. Let's do it. Perfect. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight. You're no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up, guys? I'm Taylor Danielle, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, Together, we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. Minus the entanglements, though. 
So let's do it. All right. So four beliefs that are working against you um, as a diabetic. Now, I know that a lot of this is going to sound like really woo-woo and stuff like that, but I I want you guys to kind of hang in there with me on this because mindset shifts truly make a difference. And after working with a past coach that did a deep dive into cognitive disorders and things like that, I gained so much insight on how much not only do we think, but like how our thoughts and beliefs come to be and the different types of cognitive distortions that I didn't really realize happened. I think we went through 10. And so to realize that there's so many things in our minds that we try to piece together because your mind doesn't know how to fully separate a lot of different things. So when something happens and you don't have all the context, we fill in the blanks. I think I can speak for myself when I definitely start filling in the blanks, whenever I can't make sense of something, whenever something has happened and I haven't got any context or response on it. And so I start to make up all these different stories in my mind of what the possibilities could be. Because until we actually have facts in context, all we can do is, you know, allow our minds to to fill things in for us. And sometimes what we fill in the blanks for is not exactly uh, accurate. So we try to perceive things in a way that hopefully is with as much of an undistorted lens as possible. But we all know, and I talked about this back in season three, that beliefs are things that we've come to know to be true either by what we've experienced what we've seen someone else experience or kind of a a combination of both. And so that means that if those views or those actions were distorted themselves, then we could have distorted beliefs as well. It's very easy to have beliefs that work against you. I, I definitely feel like part of our humanity is trying to find a way and a balance to walk and be in truth as much as possible because we have so much information hitting us from all points. Our senses are constantly active. And I feel like that's something that I'm trying to think about more is like, when is there ever a point where your senses are off? I've actually been really interested in trying like those sensory deprivation chambers, but I'm a little nervous too, because if you think about it, like being completely cut off from your senses and you're kind of just left with your thoughts and trying to understand how you how much the world impacts you when all of your senses are so activated. So it's kind of one of those things that's like really interesting. So the first belief that I want to dive into is being diabetic means that you can't enjoy things. And like just absolute false. And I see this belief plague people so much, especially people who are newly diagnosed. because. It's understandable. You have just been told that you have a condition that is impacted by what you eat and how you uh, take care of your body. And for some, it's requiring you to put something in your body that you can no longer produce or take medication to help your body utilize what it's producing, right? And so people feel like they aren't allowed to do anything anymore. I can't eat the things that I want to do, I can't travel. I can't do rigorous activities or be an athlete or be a model or all of these different things. And it's simply just not true. Now, to be very clear, it's okay to be upset about your diagnosis. Feel what you feel. I will tell you right now, none of us, and I mean none of us who have been diagnosed have asked for this. And if we get a hand it off 
and send it on its merry way, we would. So absolutely, it's okay to to feel grief. It's okay to mourn your previous life, essentially, where these were things that weren't top of mind. So that's okay. Please know you can still enjoy life. You can still do things. You just have to go about it a little bit differently. I know a couple people, especially for my millennial folks and, and under who are able to drink and things like that, parties and socializing and going out were some of the things I know I thought, okay, I'm, I'm just going to have to start saying no to everything because I don't want people to have to worry. I don't want to have to think about my medication. I don't want to have to think about what happens if I pass out, all these things. Like, it's it's tough. But now I recognize that I just have to go about it a different way. And I talk about uh, this in season three as well, about how you can navigate different environments while still managing your diagnosis, because you shouldn't hold yourself back simply because you have to go about it a different way. So obviously, some of our beliefs come from our environment. We're constantly consuming whether we realize it or not. And we take in so much the people that we interact with, social media, podcast, videos, all of these things are shooting at us information. And each of those interactions can be a source of belief or information to aid to our belief when it's presented to us. So in some environments, it almost feels like they're being forced on us. And I think of media. I think of diet culture. I think of kind of the body shaming and, and trying to, to feel good about the skin that you're in. There's so much around that that's just forced on us in a way that we're not asking for. There's no way for us to truly stop um, seeing all these advertisements and things. We can We can adjust some settings or whatever, but everywhere you look, there's something being advertised to you. And so it is trying to think about how can you adjust your consumption or minimize the level of information that you're receiving so that you're not you're not constantly thinking about the thing that you don't want to think about. So what I mean is like everybody says that losing weight is the answer to everything, which is belief number two that we got to get rid of. Yes, unhealthy habits can wreak havoc on your body. Diabetic or not, we are all aware that unhealthy habits can be really hard on your body. Um, and that side effect could be weight gain. But I don't think that focusing on weight is the answer to everything will be better. When I had Dr. Dodell come on as an endocrinologist who works with diabetics all the time and is trying to push for medical practitioners to think about like health at every size, the Hayes movement. And he talked about behaviors. We have to address behaviors, not you need to lose weight. Because the problem with thinking losing weight is going to answer all of my problems is you may start to create behaviors that are just as unhealthy as the idea that if you just drop all the weight, it'll all go away. And diabolemia is a real thing, right? Eating disorders are a real thing amongst the community. And usually it's those who are heavier who have a higher likelihood to start to experience these type of things because we're constantly being told we need to lose weight. Now, I've, I've probably talked about my endocrinology story so many times last season, but in short, my endocrinologist told me drop 40 pounds take this medication that also focuses on weight loss. And once we get the weight off, I think we can take you off medication and you won't be type two anymore. I don't think I'd ever consider myself to be cured of diabetes because it's always going to be 
a possibility for me, in my opinion. One one misstep in how I eat or whatever, and I could completely flare things up. And he even said himself that if I don't take care of myself when I am off or reversed my diabetes, then it's going to come back bigger, badder, and worse. And it sent me in a tailspin. It it made me feel like I was back in high school again, trying to prove and be skinny for no reason, even though now I don't think I'm meant to be. Now, do I have some body goals? Do I have an idea of how I would like to feel first and the visual things? I think that's normal. I think that's human to, okay, it'd be nice if when I wore pants, my stomach didn't make my pants roll down. Or when I wear leggings, that it didn't roll roll down every 10 seconds. And more and more is being done to provide clothing that fits all body types. So it makes it even easier to feel good about, okay, I got a little bit of a stomach. And my desire to shape up is just simply that. It's just, ah, I like to shape up. That's it. It's not a hard press like, I have got to lose weight. I've got to lose weight. I've got to fit this size. No, I just, I know how I want to look. And it's definitely not skinny. (laughs) It's just in shape and healthy. And the shape that I see in my mind is still a shape that a lot of the world would deem fat, which is, but, you know, I can't change everybody's perspective in one night. So again, um, belief number two, losing weight solves everything. It does not. Okay. Think about behaviors. Think about what actions am I taking that are helping manage my condition or are hindering. So if the behavior is I will sit at a desk all day long, hell, I got two that I sit at, right? And I reach for snacks, typically salty snacks, because I'm bored, because I'm focused so much on what I'm doing. And I know I need to eat at some point to keep my blood sugar stable, but it's easier for me to reach for a small snack and eat little bits at a time throughout the day versus just stopping what I'm doing, stepping away from the computer and having a meal, a nutritious, well-balanced meal. So things like that are, are what you want to tackle. For a while, I struggled to drink water. That was a behavior of staying hydrated was something that I needed to work in. So think about what behaviors are are helping your body or might be hindering. And just by making those small changes, you'd be surprised how much things can change. So one of my behaviors is I don't keep a lot of snacks, junk food. There we go. I don't keep a lot of junk food in my house. Do I have stuff that I can snack on? Yeah, it's typically fruit but or nuts, but I don't keep a lot of chips and cookies and all these other kind of things that are usually overprocessed in the house. Do I have them sometimes? Sure. But once I've eaten them, if I do a grocery run where I allow myself those type of things, I tell myself once it's gone, it's gone. And I wait probably two or three rounds of groceries before I'll add it again. Because I understand that when it's in the house, I might inhale it. And by doing so now, when I add those things into, you know, my kitchen, I actually don't eat them as quickly as I used to. So Oreos used to be something huge for me and I could easily eat half a pack in one sitting, excuse me, and I could easily finish a whole pack at one point. But now I'm like three or four and I'm good. So it's all about dealing with the behaviors that are leading to 
potentially weight gain that are leading to your numbers kind of getting crazy. Don't look at it from a, I just need to lose weight. What are the behaviors that need to change that are not helpful to your body? So I'm curious to know what's, what's a belief that you have or have been told about your diabetes that is something that you had to work through? Or what's one belief about diabetes and weight that you've been told that you're still struggling with and trying to determine what's best for you? I'd love for you to know. Let me know in the comments if you're watching. And if you're listening, feel free to let me know in the rating section of whatever platform you're listening to. I'd, I'd love to know some of the things that you guys have been told or have thought I think it's a discussion that we need to have on how we can debunk some of those. So moving on to belief number three, mindset shifts are a constant practice, right? I look at life kind of like a game. And, and yes, I do enjoy shows, movies, and especially anime that take place in a game world. Um, I think they always have such a deep lesson to, to give in that. But I think of life as a game because you're constantly leveling up, in my opinion. You are constantly seeing things in a way that is different or that is... So I, I see life as a game and I feel like in life you overcome certain obstacles, test trials, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that it goes away. I feel like you're constantly leveling up. So you're going to be tested in new ways. You're going to have different variations of the same test. I don't want to call it an issue, but the same mm -hmm. test that shows up and it's up to you to tackle it in a way that takes you to the next level. So for example, I, I had a really hard time um, dealing with certain foods being around me. And so my answer to that was get it out of the house. And then I got to a point where it was not in my house, but in someone else's house, like, for example, my partner's. And that new test was my willpower to either enjoy it because there's nothing wrong with it, but don't go overboard. And then at work, anybody know about the potlucks and, and the constant snacks that are in the break rooms? All, the, all of that, to me, are just opportunities of leveling up, right? And so the... Influence of culture is very strong, right? And we have to work diligently to understand ourselves better than everybody else because when you look around, someone is trying to tell you what you should do, right? So we have to build up our own mental fortitude to be able to tackle these new levels and new challenges. For all my gamers up there, especially with the open world concept games where there's a never ending sea of different quests and challenges to do, but Every time you complete them, you gain more levels, you gain more experience points, you get more access to cool stuff. It, it doesn't stop at, okay, you beat the game and you're done. Like a lot of those type of games, open world games, it, there's just always something to do. And, and that's literally until we go home to glory, <laughs> it's, it's constant. No matter what age you are, like you're always going to come up against something. So I think when we deal with this type of setting where there's always something coming at us, practicing mindset and mindfulness things is constant. Knowing what's best for you, over time it gets easier to ignore things that are trying to steer you away from, from your own path. So that leads to belief number three. 
And this one is big for me because I had to work very hard to change this. But being on medication is a bad thing. And that is one belief that I feel needs to change quite a bit. When I first started this as a blog, my goal was to share what I was going through and share how I was going to come off my medication and be done with diabetes completely. I don't think that that's a bad thing, but my mindset at the time was not in the proper place for that. My mindset was that being on this medication is terrible for me because metformin over time is is going to it, it can ruin my kidneys. And it doesn't change that that is factual. However, I should not be ashamed to utilize this medication in the short term to get me to where I need to be. I don't think medication is bad. I see medication, and I've said this before in the past too, they're like training. When you don't just immediately hop on a bicycle and take off, right? You start with training wheels. You don't immediately go to a job and you're thrown right into the work. Now, obviously asterisks on that because for people in the startup world, <laughs> sometimes you are, but you get what I'm going at. Somebody trained you, somebody, even if it's not the most put together program, somebody's going to show you the ropes a little bit to let you get your feet wet and let you understand. And then once you get more proficient in it, then they let you fly off the handle. It's the same thing with medication. I'm grateful for medication. Medication allows us to do a lot. And yes, are there a lot of things and chemicals and all these kind of things that's being introduced to our bodies that's hard on us that causes side effects? True. But I think that's where we have to find the balance of it's okay to use this, these training wheels to get me to a place where I can stabilize it myself. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck when they're so anti-medication sometimes is they don't see the opportunity that's there. Like it's teaching your body how to do what it's supposed to do. Now, obviously for my insulin dependent people, that's a little bit different. Um, and technology has caught up to allow it to be a bit easier, like with pumps and things like that. But for my medication-based folks, myself, the medication that I take helps my body to dump excess sugar and it helps my body to use the insulin that I am overmaking basically at this point. So that way it can get used to again. So I can get more sensitive again. So I can minimize the amount of sugar that's in my system. So that way, again, I can be sensitive to insulin that my body is making. Hey y'all. So really quick, I just had to pause to talk to you about a service that I've actually been using for a couple of months now. And that service is 9am Health. And 9am Health is a virtual diabetes clinic that has pretty much everything that you need, which makes it so easy to manage without having to leave my house. I'm talking A1C labs done from home. I'm talking medication shipped directly to your house. I'm talking having your own diabetes care specialist who's educated in nutrition and diabetes care, who helps you with all of the little things that go in between management, things like helping with food or lifestyle changes or changing certain habits. They will support you in all of that. Or if you just need somebody to talk to you because it's one of those burnout weeks, right? So 9am Health has been super great and it's made my life a lot easier especially because it's so cheap. I don't even have to use insurance. It is so much cheaper than what I was paying with insurance. So I'm really grateful for 9am Health and everything that they're providing in order to make someone like myself 
have an easier time with diabetes care management because we all know it can be really challenging. But to know that I can text, call, or send them a message on the online app in order to get support, whether that's, hey, I don't know how my medication is going, or hey, I really need to talk to somebody because it's just, I just don't want a diabetes today, or being able to work with my diabetes care specialist on some of the mental blocks that I might have. It makes such a different experience because I'm being met where I'm at. And I don't know about you, but trying to take off time from work to go to the doctor, having to sit in the waiting room for 30 minutes only to meet with your doctor for five, it's just such an archaic experience. And I really feel that 9am Health changes all of that. So would love for you to try it out. Visit 9am.health to learn more or click the link in the show notes and tell them I sent you. So I don't think that we should treat medication as bad. I do also feel like medical professionals have to be careful when they present medication. I've heard so many people who have shared stories about they were threatened with insulin. And I don't think that that is okay. I think how we phrase things is huge. So to say, hey, so here's where your numbers are kind of at. I think it would be helpful if we started you on a low dose or whatever dose of insulin just to get your body back in rhythm with it. And then we can start to bring you off when things start to stabilize versus if we can't get these numbers down, we're going to have to put you on insulin. Like, that sounds like a threat. That sounds like a punishment. That sounds, oh, you're being a bad person, so now I'm going to have to make you do this, which of course people start go, go running for the hills or they end up back into the stage of, insane dieting and weight loss and all of these things that throws our body completely out of whack. So we have to be mindful about how we say these type of things. So if there's uh, by chance any medical practitioner, nurse, whomever, please be careful about how you say stuff to people, right? Unless you know them that deeply, unless I go in and say, hey dog, tell it to me straight, don't, you ain't gotta be the bedside man, you can miss me with it, whatever. Bedside manner. Hey, I think it might be helpful to introduce this and then we can work to this point and then go from there. It's a lot less of a blow than feeling like I just went to my doctor's office, got scolded, punished, and now I'm grounded to using this medication until I can get my shit together. I don't think that's cool. So medication is meant to be helpful. And yes, I think we can all agree that the ideal goal is for it to not be long term if we can help it. Obviously, there's some conditions that it can't, but we shouldn't see medication as something that is evil or unhelpful or as a punishment. It's, it's a tool. It's a resource, just like anything else, to support you and your body until you are able to bring yourself to a place to deal with it yourself. So the last belief that I really just like can't stand <laughs> and I really especially for newly diagnosed people I want you to know that this is especially for you because it it's 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 tough you did not cause your diabetes that is one belief that is holding our community hostage in such a terrible way. I will just never forget uh, a medical practitioner saying this in a clubhouse room of 
okay, let's be honest, type two is simply a series of bad decisions that somebody made, and that's why they're there. And it is not to say that lifestyle doesn't play a role, but genetics can also play a role. There's, there's, there's so many different things, and we're learning more and more about all these different types. And even with type one, a lot of like the late onset is such an interesting thing where people are going through their entire childhoods into adulthood and suddenly their beta cells are just like, I'm out. Your pancreas says, I ain't got any more. And people are being misdiagnosed as, as type two sometimes. It is really disheartening to hear people, especially those who are non-diabetic and you really don't have a clue about what this is like, to say to somebody that you caused your diabetes simply because you were fat. So wouldn't that mean that every person that is overweight should be diabetic? But there's plenty that aren't, right? There's plenty of people who, you know, especially if you're using the BMI chart, are considered overweight and aren't at risk for type two, aren't at risk for heart disease, aren't at risk for a lot of things. There are people who are, who are bigger than me who are way healthier than me. And I think that's something that we have to start to realize is that there's way too many variations of people to make the call that diabetes is something that you bring on yourself. I, I, I can't get with that. So if you've ever been told that diabetes is your fault, if you've ever been told that you caused it, that you ate so much sugar that this is now what happens, don't believe it. Please don't. It makes me so passionate to hear that because so many, you know, men and women are are mentally spiraling out of control because they're being told that they got it from being lazy and eating bad foods and you don't care about yourself. That that one. Whew, that one gets me. If anything, if if someone were to say it to me today, you caused your diabetes. The only thing that I would say is, okay, if that's the case, I feel like the only reason I caused my diabetes is because I live in a culture that tells me that I'm not good enough if I'm not skinny, sometimes white, sorry y'all, <laughs> but if I'm not skinny, white, and constantly starving myself in order to be accepted. That's why it happened because I'm trying to keep up with too many standards that were never designed for me in the first place. And so my habits, my eating, my workout is all out of sync with my body and I've stressed it the hell out and I've binged eat every time that I got off of a fad diet that didn't work. Like it spiraled me into that. So yeah, so yeah indirectly the world has caused my diabetes like that would be the only thing that i would say to that because there's no way in hell that i would sit here and and ask for this and i really i really especially for my type twos i really um don't like that stigma that comes up and even outside of being type two there's so many different types so if you hear diabetes you should not assume that one type is better or worse than the other. It's a variation of it. We're dealing with it. We're working through it. We're living with it. Have some compassion and be a little bit understanding that that's just not how you 
how you roll up to somebody and say. So please do not believe that because I let that hold me back for about two and a half years when I was diagnosed. I don't want that to hold you back. So being diabetic does not mean that you can enjoy things. False. You can. And there are plenty of diabetics who thrive and can do anything that other people can do. How you do it is just going to be a little bit different from others. Two, losing weight is the answer to everything. False. Diabetes can be diagnosed for plenty of other reasons besides weight. So focus on behaviors, not weight. Okay. Three, being on medication is a bad thing. False. Your medication is your resource. Okay. Your medication is your training wheels. Your medication is there to support you, to get you to a spot if you're able to come off. And if you're not, at least it's there to help you. I think that's better than not having anything and just kind of flailing and not knowing what your body is doing. So it's there to help you optimize your body so that way it can know what it feels like to be at its best. And then last but not least, you cause your diabetes. Absolutely false. There are so many factors and there's so much that's complex about diabetes that to ever think that you caused it yourself is insane. So don't fall for the hype. Don't let anybody tell you that you're a bad person because of your diagnosis. It is simply not true. So some things to think about are what are some negative thoughts or beliefs that you have around your diabetes? And I would challenge you to write them down and, and reframe them, reframing them into something positive, right? Whether that's saying, I'm trying to think of an example. I'm a bad diabetic if I eat a cookie. I am capable of having a cookie and managing my diabetes accordingly. Something to that effect. And there's, there's so many ways you can do it. But do that. Write that down. Whenever you feel like those thoughts are creeping up, pull out a piece of paper, open up your laptop or whatever, and write out those, those thoughts. And then go back and reframe them into something positive or neutral. Because I, I, I don't think that everything has to be like, yeah, go team, go. Like sometimes it just needs to be a place of neutral understanding. But we want to keep, keep our heads out of that negative mindset. So another one, my diabetes is because I'm fat and I eat too much. Reframe could be my diabetes is complex, but by adjusting my behaviors, I can manage it in the way that best suits me. Reframe everything. So. That's all I got for today. But, you know, head over to Instagram and let me know on the show post. Because I always do a post <laughs> on every new episode. Let me know what beliefs you're letting go of or that you're reframing. I think it's best to think about and share the things that we are telling ourselves. Because you'd be surprised of how many other people are thinking it too. And we can support each other in not believing those things and cheering each other on to change our behaviors and do things that are positive for us. So let me know on the show post or you can leave me a comment if you're watching on YouTube or if you are simply listening and you want to head over to Apple Podcast or podchaser.com, you can leave me a message there. If you have the time and you don't necessarily want to let me know what are some of the beliefs that you're changing and you just want to leave a simple review, I would appreciate that very, very much. It helps the show. It helps ensure that I keep bringing out really nice stuff like this for you guys. So it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a rating on how I'm doing. 
if anything that I'm talking about is resonating with you or if you want to hear something else, you won't hurt my feelings if you give me three stars at all, because that lets me know how I can pivot and shift and provide uh, information that's relevant to you or that makes sense to you. Because I'm just out here talking my shit the best way I know it. But interaction from you guys helps me out a lot. So thank you guys so much for stopping by again and listening to today's episode. I think beliefs are such an interesting thing to dive into and understand. And I think a big part of it is just community and being able to connect with other people and understand the things that they're going through and realize you are not alone. And there's plenty of us who are dealing with the same things and can support you in that. So you guys know me, Taylor Danielle. Feel free to follow my personal Instagram if you like. I do more than just this podcast. So if you want to see all the things that I'm up to, head on over to Instagram, just Taylor Danielle. That's Danielle with one L, D-A-N-I-E-L-E. And then of course, follow the show so you always know what's going on. So you can leave me those comments on what some beliefs that you're reframing. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube if you're watching. And then of course, you already know you can listen anywhere where you can find your favorite podcast. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in this round for uh, hindsight thoughts. Yeah, it's still a thing. I know I didn't say it at the beginning, but all the solo episodes are hindsight thoughts. And I'm really excited for this week's guest because speaking of community and learning from others, we have the diabetes app coming onto the pod this week. So I'm really excited for you to get to sit down with one of their founders and learn more about how the app was created and be able to connect with others in the community. I am on the app myself. So it's a really cool space to just learn and see others and connect with others and realize that you have so many people who are rooting for you and that want to support you and can share their tips and insights and experiences um, as they navigate diabetes themselves. So be sure to tune in on Thursday. But until then, I will catch you guys next time. Peace.